Hey, hello, my lovely podcast friends. How are you doing on? How are you going? How was your weekend? Was it a great weekend full of high energy, relaxing moments, great food, great friends, nice social engagement? Or was it pro- simply profitable? Did you, did you have to work? And what was happening at your weekend? Simply send me a tweet or you can leave a comment below. I read everything and I do love to hear back from you. So don't hold yourself back and leave me a message. You can tweet me on adlodwackoff or just leave a message below at SoundCloud. It's gonna be great, at least in my opinion. Uh, My weekend was easy. It was really warm weather, taking it easy. No barbecue, unfortunately. It was just too hot and well, that's it just relaxing that's what all i did uh on today's show what are we gonna do we're gonna start obviously with your profitable week because we're gonna i do hope for you that the week was one big high energy profitable thing ahead we're gonna have to check up on what's happening on charlie guard and the safe charlie movement and what's happening on it then we're gonna have a look at what my issues with the city of eindhoven because there were some developments and who am i to withhold you all those great things and don't forget that all those great things are always with names of employees so they and all the eldermans the mayor they all gonna love it not seriously i think that they gonna hate me for this podcast and that's good i mean you can agree or you can disagree but you cannot ignore me and we're gonna have our daily trump moment because there's so much happening with Trump and today we're gonna chat about the G20. Yes, I know there is news about Trump, Russia and the chat with his people in his campaign uh, on Russia. That's for tomorrow. Don't worry, uh, that's tomorrow. It's just, this was past weekend and Hamburg was definitely bigger news. So, having that said, let's have a look at Charlie Gard and what's happening. Uh, first of all, a quick recap of the Charlie Gard case. Charlie Gard is a British baby. His parents are British, so they are living in the United Kingdom that bravely voted for the Brexit. What they were... Charlie has a very rare disease. Means he will have a really young life expectancy, he's deaf, he's blind. The chance that he is going to walk is almost zero. And there is an experimental treatment in the United States of America. The National Health Services, who finances the healthcare in the United Kingdom, said we are not going to pay for it. And to be honest, I understand this. Uh, It's experimental. You don't know if it works. Would you use taxpayers' money in something that you don't have a clue if it works or not? And so I can understand that perspective. It's just, it makes sense. And the treatment would cost over a million US. So it's also... A matter of finance but Charlie is becoming the face of government-run healthcare systems and he is becoming the face of government-run healthcare because the government is simply trying to murder him the if you look for a, a prisons if you do something with a kid they put you in the basement of the jail because the chance that you fall down if you're on higher level is really high because you stay with your hands off with kids and especially with babies unfortunately this is not the case for the government because the child protect the parents went to the media to raise money because they could not afford a million and the generosity of the British people who donated the money ensured that the money for the treatment of Charlie Gard is there 
the money is raised. They have the million US needed to treat them. It's an experimental treatment. We are not sure it works, but people stood up and said, "We give this. We give. We see that parents love this baby. We are giving them a chance to see their baby grow up. We will see. Want to have them to see if it works." And we think that this baby has a, has a right on the, on the living and has a right on a life. That's for so far the British people. Now the British government came in. The Child Protection Services went to court and got custody over the baby because the parents were going, to were going for the experimental treatment. They got the baby hospitalized in a hospital and the doctors have a court order to not treat him if the baby has is gonna die so basically the judge the court said to the doctors kill him that's all kill this beautiful baby murder him we want with this child protection services and the court has the blood of charlie guard on their hands and i sincerely hope that this is the best and most product productive time for a child protection service in the United Kingdom because it would mean there are no babies being raped there are no kids being raped there is no physically abuse there is no emotional abuse if parents divorce the settlements with the kids is going smoothly and there's nothing going wrong but I do not believe in miracles so this is not the case so is this a case in which the parents are showing their love and stepping up where the government lets them down for the for chance to improve the life and the quality of life of the baby to take that away and simply murder a baby is that really the best chance for the government to move on I mean is this what they want to do just imagine that and I'm just thinking, how would I go at the team meeting at the child protection service and someone, yes, we got the chance to murder a baby. We're gonna take it. We're gonna show we are the power play. And I'm really happy that Trump spoke out on this case against Theresa May at the G20 summit because it makes no sense. And once again, I do understand the NHS. It's what they simply said was we're gonna not we're not doing it because the experiments and the cost so generosity of the people moved in where the government said no so at that moment the government said we're gonna murder you we're gonna we're gonna commit a murder if you would murder people we put you in jail but we will do it and it's called child protection it could be obviously my maybe I'm doing something wrong but I don't see how murdering a baby is child protection so could be me could be you send me a tweet about it or leave a comment comment and what the sad thing is is really this shows how government and social socialistic healthcare systems are working because you have now literally you have a death panel in the united kingdom who's gonna decide if doctors are allowed to treat you or not that means that the oath of hippocrates that a doctor should help anyone under all conditions is rubbish 
is no longer exist. The basic of global global healthcare is death, thanks to the United Kingdom's child protection services. So I sincerely think that they are proud of themselves, murdering a baby and killing global healthcare. It's just what they, what they are doing, and it's a shame. It's shocking. It's terrible, and I don't know. This is for me the big reason I don't trust the government. I mean. This is the government. This is the government at its strength. And we have to stand up against it. And you see with the Save Charlie movement, people are speaking out. And thanks to social media, we could speak out. Thanks to the internet, we can communicate with each other. People can listen to this podcast. It's all just insane. Uh, having those terrible moments to start your Monday with, and yes, it is terrible, but we have to cover this we need to stand up we need to keep covering it and we need to keep the ball going and we need to keep this high pressure because this shows how the government works in murdering babies murdering beautiful kids who don't get a chance to meet, reach their full potential so I'm not sure about the child protection services but really I would be feeling ashamed if I was working for that organization well with that, it's time to move to the next topic. We're going to chat about the city of Eindhoven. It's a bit too long to go into the history of it, but you can find it at earlier podcasts. And basically, they try to ruin this year for me financially, and they are pretty successful at it, I must admit. They are going well on that one. I spent a small fortune on legal advice, so that's going great for them. Uh, but, but So, I felt some complaints about different employees, and... They were shocked about that, first of all, because I was speaking out, saying everything to ev about all the employees. And those complaints were managed by Suzanne Meulendijk. It's her social work, or what she's called social intermediary and compliant officer. A complaint officer, not compliance. I mean, government and being compliant, there's no way that they can do that. Uh, so she did, she did it. And she said and she executed a few errors and put those errors in writing making it uh, full making it fraudulent pure fraud so that's interesting because now i have two really strong fraud cases against the city of eindhoven that's gonna be fun uh, so uh, just have a look quick look at what the complaint resulted one of the employees who was more it was called m dot paul i don't i believe it's monique paul but i'm not certain uh, m dot paul at eindhoven.nl is her email address just send her an email for the fun uh, she promised to contact me she promised that a few weeks ago and in january she was asking all types of information about me and i was just wondering if you want to know things about me why you not simply ask to me i mean it's, it's a that stupid question, just ask me. But so it seems now that her worth is as value as the toilet paper that you use to clean yourself and that she believes in the miracles and that is all thing that I can say about it because still I don't have a clue what's happening and what she really wanna know. So it's tough to say anything about it. So I will simply send her an email that she's in the podcast and likely she will hate me for it. That's fine. So long, there's one thing that she can, that, uh, well, let's do that at the, at the final part. So the next point, Suzanne Merlendijk said, I was, and her email address is s.merlendijk at eindhoven.nl. Also friendly, 
oh so friendly and uh, no, she said I had contacted one element and the truth of the matter is that uh, I had contact by email with three elements so it seems to be the case that Suzanne Molendijk is pretty incompetent she don't know how to do the work or she is just a fraudster who is not in jail where she belongs that could be the case I don't know which of the two it is uh, I also contacted the mayor about it because people were asking questions in his name about me and I asked and if you want to know something about me I will be clear ask it it's clear and the interesting part about John Jorosma is that g.jorosma at eindhoven.nl is his email address and the interesting part is that he helped to win Leeuwarden the European Cultural Capital Prize and before that that's happening because that's next year he moved to Eindhoven and I'm just wondering as that the news that he would leave was just before that the first report of the financial problems of the project came out was he fleeing like a coward the sinking ship was he first wasting taxpayers money and then simply leave it and leave other people with a mess so that other people can clean up for his incompetence I don't know it's just wondering and one employee Monique Formel uh, I'm not sure about her email address so I owe you on that one uh, she and I are stonewalling and we are in a he said she said debate so that's going nowhere and I'm pretty clear with all the bloody mess with the city of Eindhoven it's time to take a more drastic approach because you have, I have to deal with incompetent people people if you simply contact them even don't can say from well we have to get back to you I, I do understand that it's tough dealing with me I mean it's so such a terrible thing that you are being kept accountable for your uh, what you're doing and that I simply ask you when to get back to me I know it's terrible I mean all those social ideas that you should keep your worth and uh, yeah I know it's terrible and it's not what they are used to they are used that people obey and say yeah we are gonna do it yeah well that's not gonna happen with me I'm gonna speak out and move out and go on so he usually said and, it, and what I always consider the most shocking about this is that once they said that they have problems contacting me and that's interesting because two elder men have no problem finding me by email they get an answer or quickly if I know quickly what to do it I share ideas with them that I think from hey maybe this is something for Eindhoven, for Eindhoven that you could do something with and if not then okay well it's an idea I'm not gonna use it have fun with it uh, worst case it's not working in the best case we can create some sustainable economic activity and that's always good because a lot of activity means jobs means chances for people and that's all we need just a ch more and more chances to accelerate to reach the full potential and so it's interesting to see that and be, but because I'm sick of it they mostly ruined at least from a financial perspective this year is ruined I'm spending a small fortune on legal advisors uh, law bills and you see that the city is really mocking because I could cause an administrative mess for them I caused a legal mess and I'm now causing a diplomatic mess and I think for me that's time to simply flee the Netherlands and therefore I'm at the moment having a look at some towns and small countries where I would have a good chance ending up like a whistleblower and on this side you need to realize that Pakistan, North Korea and Iran Iraq and every rough nation, every daddy terrible terrorist 
can have an atomic bomb thanks to the incompetence of the Dutch government because the Pakistanis had smartly, I must admit, there was that the uh, ICE, the, Krim, the Secret Service of Pakistan, that smartly, they had the student uh, in a nuclear operations of Urenko and basically he stole state secrets and corporate secrets how to make high enriched uranium and he is now selling those friendly, he is now offering his friendly services via the Khan Research Laboratory so the main as a Dutch passport holder I can proudly say the tax money I've paid did help North Korea get an atomic bomb did help Pakistan get an atomic bomb I can proudly say that but there was a whistleblower and because he spoke out and he went to the authorities about it that he was thinking that Abdul Kashmir Khan was spying they ruined his career they did not check if Kashmir was, was spying no they didn't do that they simply ruined his career there was a big fraudulent scheme and price rigging in the Dutch construction world and the person who spoke out against it died living in a caravan as a homeless person and what you see in the Netherlands is that if you are a whistleblower you are really in big problems you are really having problems no matter if it is uh, landmines of the Dutch army who explode when they don't have to explode and you're supposed to lie no matter what it is if you are a whistleblower or you stand up against the government then they gonna trigger everything against you and so they are gonna trigger everything against me and I trigger everything against them the only problem with it for the government is they think within certain guidelines and I just look at it from a creative out-of-the-box view and see how can I treat with and deal with them for example this podcast is gonna make them really angry they're gonna be really angry and that's fine I mean let's face it you can do a lot of things with me you can glorify me you can hate me you can say that I'm stupid, you can say I'm greedy, you can say I'm conservative, you can say I'm stingy, you can say I have great ideas, you can say that I'm inspirational. But there's only one thing that you cannot do. Forget it. You can, there is no way you can ignore me. Because I will keep pushing and I will keep fighting back and keep going on. And that's something that they don't like. Because the rules... I don't fit in this, uh, the standard setting of the way that the government likes it so they have to fit me in and I would simply say well leave me out of the standard setting of the government regulations and by the way this does not mean that I say oh, uh, forget all the regulation this simply means that I say well, take a different look at it so it's gonna be interesting to see where it ends especially as I contacted everyone engaged and I named and asked them to get back to me because at 11 o'clock in the morning today I will start recording so I need your comment by then if not I will be more than happy to host an interview with you sadly enough they did not get back to me so as that I believe in open communication I will simply get out the message I will push out with them the link of this and I don't think that they are really happy with me especially city council members especially as I will also share it with city council members and yeah well it's not really nice that people are speak to you about you with your name full in the open sharing public materials so and by the way if you want to get the email address of the mayor of Eindhoven or any of the staff of the Eindhoven 
uh, just go to the site of the city of Eindhoven there you can find it all you can also find the formula for the email addresses so it's all public uh, information I did not make anything I did not get anything in the public open which was not available yeah you have to scroll down to a big website with a lot of documents but hey it's open and the email address for city employees is front name letter just so for example in my case it will be dl dot last name at eindhoven.nl and interestingly enough it works always so it's interesting to see and to give you an idea about the materials that you can find on the city of Eindhoven website if you check it thoroughly which I once really did you can find in Eindhoven and in the Netherlands if you are being abused physically you can go to and uh, stay out of industrial sort of life of my life it's in English means quick thinking uh, hands of my body home it's basically at home where if you're being beaten up, you're violent, uh, you have a place to calm down, get rest, sort out your life. That's the idea behind it. It is really handy that those things are secret. That you don't know, well, those people are living there. I mean, if you're engaged in it and you hit your wife, seriously, I just think that uh, they should simply shoot you and send your parents the dead body after we got the orcas out for the normal people with the comment, you're a bad parent, leave your rubbish with you. But then, I don't think that's really handy to get those data out on the open. What did the city of Eindhoven? They published a list to all the buildings that they financed fully or partly the security and the homes that they are using for so and the homes and buildings that are needing city protection and security. Then we have a great public source. It's called Google Maps, and yeah. Simply make a list what's happening where and then at once you got four homes left over where there's nothing to use and the NGO who is subsidized by the city of Eindhoven to finance those stay out of uh, keep your hands off my body homes they are having their own operation yeah keep those things secret with my mind but I know a competent government is really set to check out it's too much to expect and it freaks me out because first of all the violence is wrong secondly when I said that to a city council member he was shocked about it when he checked it and he, he came to the conclusion that I was speaking the truth yeah well that's, 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 that's if that was a miracle but then they were shocked about it and yeah and I'm not so stupid to still publish on the internet where what the addresses were. First of all, I don't know if they still have the same address. I did not check recently. But to be honest, I don't care where they are. It's sadly that they have to be there. But this is not it makes no sense. And yeah, obviously and to be clear, I mean the elder men I had most contact with were Staff Depla from the Social Democratic Party. They took a big hit, they went from 39 to 12 seats in the parliamentary elections. So his party is dying. Uh, but having that said, honestly said, my party went from two to zero. So and we were we had to say we stopped at the party. So it's really sad. So I think I will simply join the Libertarian Party. And Marianne Schroes, who is from D66, a social liberal pro-Euro party. But and with those two, I really don't have a problem. And once again, you can simply send them an email. The address, the email address is on the internet site: so s.depla at eindhoven.nl and mpunschroes at eindhoven.nl. It's easy. It's all public data, so there is no secret in me revealing this. And I'm just shocked that we are now stonewalling. And the city of Eindhoven thinks it's normal to ruin from the self-employed people, the people 
who have to pay criminal taxation that they'll get from you with violence. And they simply try to ruin your year. I mean, it makes no sense, it's not fair, and that's why I will keep fighting back and keep exposing them. Having that said, I must admit that I will expand this podcast in a radio show with a vlog. And for the vlog, I will simply pop by once at this after city council meeting and put a microphone below their nose. And then they can react on this case and simply ask question and answer the question, is your mom proud of you? Or does he really regret that he did not jump in front of a train? I can imagine it. Yes, I am angry, I'm grumpy and I see, I'm in it to see this as a war and I intend to win the war. So it's sad that if you look at what's happening. But having it said, it's time to move on to, at least in my opinion, the most funny part of the show. It's time for the Trump moment. First of all, the Trump moment will get its own tune. I'm gonna do it on a day every show. So get a nice tune and i do think that it's a bit boring to look at to listen to me every time for just non-stop chatting about and if you can see i'm now chatting for 25 minutes and it's going greatly i mean no way i'm talkative and trump was at the g20 and it's interesting to see what happened in hamburg so it for me it's shocking that the germans are now gonna look at the radical left demonstrators and no matter what you can think about the g20 it's fine by me have your free speech say everything you like but does it was it really needed to simply demolish the town i mean i was just having it when i was checking the news i was just wondering is it hamburg or is it mosul What's the difference between those two terrorists and the terrorists of Islamic State? I mean, I think that in the Mosul it took the Iraqi army and, and the Muslim terrorists months to demolish the towns and leftist activists can do it in a weekend. Actually, if you think about it, those leftist activists and terrorists, they should really start a demolition service. <laughs> it makes total sense at once. And the shocking is that the Germans have a great history of good tracking what you think, what you believe and all those things. It was called the Gestapo, then it was called the Stasi and it was, from an operational side, it was good policy, but it is terrible for privacy and therefore I would obviously oppose it. But it's just thinking from, hey, what's happening? How is this possible? I mean, they hold the summit like that and they are not checking it out what's happening. Well, having said, I don't understand why everyone is mocking that Ivanka Trump was being there, that her attending was the big news. Let's face it, uh, I'm not sure what it is. Are the people jealous? Because, well, she has her company, she did not as m most women in politics do. Or, uh, she's not living the standard life is it because she's converted to uh, I, believe, I believe that she converted to a Jewish religion I'm not sure that's really her case I don't care but I mean are the jealous what's happening because she is making money she is not living on taxpayers money her advisory work to the White House is free she's not don't get money for it and she is now getting it makes no sense, but it's interesting to see. I mean, Trump is enlightening, is spiriting up, it's lighting it up, and it's going on. And I do admit, I must admit, I'm really, really, really happy that Angela Merkel's secret uh, agenda for the G20 summit and Theresa May's attempt for the G20 summit to get the United States of America into the Paris Climate Agreement and keep them in failed. For once, we got a politician on the global on the, glo on the global world platform who simply does what he 
says what he does. It's such an inspirational thing. I think that the other politicians should try this just for just for the fun. Just try it, keeping your word. It's really interesting. So, and the, obviously the Paris Climate Agreement is great politics. It's great politics, but from an economic perspective, it's terrible policy. Terrible. I would not have a clue what's the great thing about the Paris Climate Agreement from an economic perspective. And yeah, great. We, the world agrees that we can use less, we can reduce the impact on the world. Yeah, we totally agree on it. Uh, we are also against poverty, we are against child labor, we are against sex slavery, we are against slavery. Yeah, we all agree on it. So long we keep it really vague and we are doing nothing and, make it, and are not making any concrete policy, we are getting there. We have a deal. Well, that's it. So, well, that's it for today. We are already at the 29th minute, so it's really a, long sh a nice show. Uh, I will get, try to get some interviews in on the quick, on the near future. I will also get you a great tune for the Trump moment. I'm not really sure about it. I'm thinking about something like the Trump train uh, or, well, Trump's uh, being sworn in as president of the United States of the moment that he, something moment like that. It's gonna be an interesting thing. Uh, I have to look at it. I will make something nice out of it. I will make a few things. I will simply put them on Twitter so you can have a look at it. And just listen to it and let me know what you think about it. And as a final thing I would say let me know what you think about it. What do you think about my fight with the city of Eindhoven? What do you think about Charlie Gard? And what do you think about Trump? Let me know. I'm there for you. Uh, I do love to hear feedback. Positive and negative. And obviously I will contact all the employees of the city of Eindhoven for a quick interview. What they want to do. Or a long interview. Actually I don't care. It's just... I mean... That's a great thing about this podcast though. As I sincerely believe in freedom of speech, I speak out and simply say to them all, you're more than invited. I mean, don't think that I will get this pod use this podcast only to get uh, my own view, point of view on it. Yes, obviously I will put a lot of people who with healthy libertarian and conservative views that make total sense. I will get them on, but it's for the rest simply a me measurement, getting things out the good way and use the benefits of the internet get at all the great things and oh yeah final thing i'm putting myself into goals to get this podcast to a larger audience because i'm a bit in i must admit i am in doubt shall i bring the podcast to radio in new york shall i bring or shall i keep it the podcast and grow the podcast it's an interesting way let me know what you think about it uh, anyway start reposting sharing liking i do love to hear back from you and let's have a quick look and i spoke to, i talk to you tomorrow when we are going to talk about the oil problems in saudi arabia and we have a trump moment talk to you tomorrow cheers mates